If you're listening to this around the time it comes out, I am probably in or on my way to Germany for 42 Gear Street 5. But what most of you probably don't know is that the first 42 Gear Street is why I started doing demos for Get Offset in the first place. And uh, it came from a place of spite. Welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily. And firstly, I'd like to thank Sweetwater for getting me to Germany for 42 Gear Street. It has been a rough year with a lot of work I've had to have done on the house uh, emergency work, and I would not have been able to attend 42 Gear Street without them. All that is to say, Sweetwater is amazing. They have a stellar selection, some of the best customer support on the planet, and great prices. If there's anything in the gear slash audio world you want, please consider using the Sweetwater affiliate link in the show notes. It costs you zero extra dollars and a portion of each sale is shared with Get Offset. But back to 42 Gear Street and the genesis of the Get Offset demo channel. Back just before Henning put on the first 42 Gear Street, I wasn't the only one who noticed there were no women at the event representing the channel. And I believe it was on Phil McKnight's live stream that uh, Henning made the claim, there just aren't women doing demos or something like that. Well, there absolutely are women doing this and there were back then as well. And I decided to start doing demos in Ernest to make it harder for him to say that with a straight face. And here I am on my way to Germany for 42 Gear Street. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and for your general support. If you'd like to support the podcast and or demo channel, please consider subscribing on Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to our exclusive Discord server. And for $10 a month, I will send you a piece of merch. Um, it's a great community. Really, really love and appreciate everybody who has been a part of that over the years. And you're a big reason Get Offset keeps going. So thank you all. We also have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. I've already mentioned the affiliate links. And you can uh, tell your favorite brands about us, but I am on a wicked backlog. Uh, so just trying to work, trying to work through some things. So last week we learned that the band's Robbie Robertson has died at the age of 80. I've been a fan of Americana since I was a teenager and Robertson was instrumental in the development of the genre. I mean, this is the man who wrote The Wait, the night they drove Old Dixie down and up on Cripple Creek. Simply an astounding songwriter and guitarist whose influence cannot be overstated. Um, I remember once being in a record store and just kind of floating through the recent arrivals, recently arrived used pre-loved records, they call them a Grimies. And I think it was my friend Nick who pulled out um, a record by the band um, and it was, uh, songs from big pink, I, I believe is the title. I am very tired. It's very early as I record this, uh, before I go to Germany. 
but uh it just was so good thank you to nick for turning me on to to that record i believe i also watched the uh last waltz with with uh nick and when most of us think about robbie robertson and the band we think about the last waltz if you haven't seen it turn off this podcast and go watch it right right now you you won't regret it and um robbie robertson's stratocaster from the last waltz is one of the most famed guitars of all time this 1954 Stratocaster was dipped in bronze. That is the literal old school way of bronzing something. The modern method uh, involves kind of forming the bronze around an object. It looks really different. It looks so, so cool. And this guitar is a trip before we even talk about um, it being dipped in bronze. But let's start with the pickups because they're a little different. Uh, it's a 1954 Strat pickup in the neck, a 1957 left-handed middle pickup, which was placed right next to the bridge pickup, giving it a humbucking look, and a 65 bridge pickup. That's my understanding. That's what I've read about it. Uh, I'm sure you'll let me know if I'm wrong. But moving the middle pickup is an iconic choice, and I absolutely feel Robertson's pain in the reason for doing this. Uh, in my demo for the Fender Gold Foil Jazz Master, I mentioned that I was struggling with hitting the middle pickup with my guitar pick because I am just not used to it. Uh, I kind of started to play around it. Now I'm that guitar is going to be going through some changes. Um, but it was the same for Robbie Robertson. He was used to playing Telecasters and having a middle pickup on the Strat was just uh, bothering him. So respect for fixing that. Uh, his guitar also had a just a three-way switch, which is my understanding that was kind of normal for the older Strats uh, and Telecaster knobs. But yeah, let's talk more about the dipped in bronze part because that's what everyone seems to focus on, understandably. Yeah, that's not paint. He actually dipped the guitar in molten bronze before the band's last show, The Last Walls. And if you're wondering, yes, it was. It was heavy. It uh, it doubled the weight of the guitar, I believe. Uh, it. I've seen the estimate of uh, 10 pounds of, of bronze. And uh, I don't think even think he was able to play that guitar for the entire entire show because it was so heavy. And yeah, later he put a Floyd Rose on that baby. Uh, just iconic. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for a guitar hat that has that Robbie Robertson uh, pickup configuration look, uh, check out the Squire Contemporary Stratocaster Special. It has the middle pickup nudge closer to the bridge, but they're not touching. It's not quite as close as Robertson's. Uh, I like how the official product description calls it a, quote, special configuration. And unlike the Robertson guitar, this one actually has some pretty wild switching. Uh, position one is not just the bridge. It's the bridge and middle series hum canceling. Position two is the middle. Position three is the middle and neck in parallel. Uh, position four is the bridge, middle, and neck. And position five is the neck. I am uh, perplexed reading it again and I was even more confused when I was demoing this guitar and did not have the pickup configuration information. <laughs> uh, yeah, it confused the hell out of me. 
But seriously, this guitar was great. It's obviously one of the higher end Squires. I believe it's about $450 ish dollars. Uh, but I really dug it. Um, and I wish I could keep every guitar, but I can't. So I sold it. Uh, but if you're looking to scratch that Robbie Robertson itch, sands 10 pounds of copper or bronze, I'm sorry, bronze, that can be arranged, uh, I am sure. When I was at Sweetwater's Gear Fest, I was paired up with Blake from the Tone Mob at the Digitech DOD booth, and uh, we wanted to make some content together, so we decided to have a speed run of overrated underrated where tom cram gets the final word you might have seen this on the youtube channel if you haven't here's the audio for you enjoy welcome to get offset my name is emily and i'm here with tom cram of digitech dod at sweetwater's gear fest online 2023 huge thank you to sweetwater for having us all here and uh before i forget if there's anything in the world that you want, please consider using the affiliate link in the video description. It's a great way to support the channel doing things that, let's be honest with ourselves and each other, you are probably going to do anyway. How are you feeling, Tom? I'm doing great. So we're going to play a game called Overrated Underrated, which if you've watched or listened to the podcast, you might be familiar with. I did steal this idea from Pitchfork. You can't own it. You can't own that <laughs> idea. It's just a fun idea. So myself, Blake from the Tone Mob, and Jonah Hart are going to come in, and we're going to uh, ask Tom, is something overrated or underrated? How afraid are you on a level of 1 to 10? I'm a little nervous. You shouldn't be. This is easy. I try not to expose my opinion to the public, so this, this could be weird. All right. My first question is, seatbelt guitar straps, overrated or underrated? Never even tried one. Ooh, darn, should I go with a... What's my backup going to be? Leather guitar straps. Love them. Over, uh, rated. Perfect. Perfectly rated. Yeah. Why? Because yep. um, they, if you get the right one, they grip on your shoulder. And I'm an SG player, so it helps prevent any neck dive. So, so. you would probably find seatbelt guitar straps overrated. They are because, very slippy there's, there's, I don't like the slippy slidey stuff. Overrated. Overrated. All right. I'm going to hand it off to Blake. We're just going to keep doing this. All right. Tom, what is happening, my dude? Answering questions. Try not to get in trouble. All right, this one's gonna get you in trouble one way or the other. So, Stratocasters. Oh, totally overrated. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right, totally overrated. Why do you think that? So it's it's weird because when I'm recording in the studio, I'll play a Strat and I'm like, this may be the perfect guitar. Cause of course you can get a zillion different tones. Mm -hmm. Then I play it live and I'm like, this is the biggest piece of crap I've ever played in my life. I, if for some reason, I can't get it to translate live at, at, at full volume how I am able to use in the studio. So I, I, I dig them. I never use them. Gotcha. Well, if you're an SG t player, typically a Strat is kind of, it's just going to feel a little thin no matter it, what you do. It's it, it, They hang. I know they have the cutaways, so they're supposed to tuck in and all that kind of stuff, but I find that weird. I don't know. For some reason for me, even though you know I'm t more of a Les Paul guy, I just have always found Strats, while I love the sound and I do enjoy playing them, like just being totally honest. I just don't really like looking at them most of the time. So it's for, for you know, mm. no. <laughs> so there's also the little things too. So the little things kind of add up. So if you're a Les Paul guy, yeah. I'm, I'm a Gretsch guy and a Les Paul guy. I'm used to my pickup selector being right yep. here. Totally. And just the very fact you have to reach back, even though it's closer to your hand, the, the thought process is totally to ass backwards. I don't have to think about it with a Les Paul. Yep. It's just, yeah. So, all right, we were on the same team. I like it. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. I uh, have a 
over or under for you. Okay. All right. Effects on vocals, overrated or underrated? I'm uh, underrated. Because um, how many how many people can you think of that actually? So, Perry Farrell does it. Um, Gibby from Butthole Surfers does it. Oh, I love um, Surfers. <laughs> nice. You know they have they have the racks on stage. They're manipulating, but but who who else can you think of? Not many, and I think it needs uh, to underrated. kind of more yeah. have to come and do that. But it's it's tough though. It's it's tough to be able to run your your mic into an effects rack on stage with all that volume and stuff and still keep it under under control. But oh, uh, yeah, underrated. Effects on vocals, awesome. Yeah, which which would be your favorite? A favorite effect? Oh boy. Delay. Yeah, delay, delay. for days. Yeah. <laughs> Mine too. Delay. Perfect. Thank you. Tom, overrated or underrated? Encores. Uh, overrated. Yeah. Just just play your play your can I swear? Yeah. Play absolutely. your shit. Get off stage. Yeah. But that's that's the punk rock upbringing yeah. on my thing is you get on stage, you rip it, and you get off. Someone I once heard someone call it like a peekaboo for adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. That is true. It's kind of gone the it's, 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 sort of way. It's, it's yeah. like a game too that everyone participates yeah. in, even though they know it's a kind of a weird game. Yeah, I remember. I I think bands are getting away from it. I saw Big Thief uh, the other year. And they just didn't do an encore, and like you kind of figured they weren't gonna do it just because of like how they ended it. And I've seen that a few times since. And I gotta say, I like it. I don't like waiting around. You could fit another song in where you normally put an encore. I get it if you've been on playing for like a couple hours and you just need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Hope you wash your hands after. Yeah. But it's kind of harder to sneak away for that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so where I guess it gets weird is what about intermission? What do you think? I'm gonna ask you intermission. Overrated, if underrated. If it depends on the length of the show. If it is like a three-hour Bruce Springsteen thing, I wouldn't mind a little intermission. But at the same time, it's like not enough time for like everyone who needs to like go to the bathroom or get a beer or whatever. Do that. I don't know. I just am a fan of going to pee when you need to, and maybe just going before the show. So you you wait for the the song you don't like, then you hit the yeah, head. And then... yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I saw Nick Lowe with Elvis Costello during Nick's set. I kind of had to go and I was like, and he's like, and I'm handing it off to my backing band. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> All right. They were great. No, don't get me wrong. But yeah, just like choose your moment. And then the line will be a song probably either. Unless it's everyone's least favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. All right. I was going to do something else. And then I just realized I need to ask you this instead. Overrated or underrated, the Neil Sean salami trick. What's that? No, I don't even know what that is. You don't? Neil Sean, I've seen photos of this, so I'm as, it's as close to confirmed as I could say. Well, like, I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but he keeps a tray of salami backstage to put his left hand in before playing to aid in the swiftness of the notes. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, I had no idea. Because they have fast fret you can do. Yep. It probably kind of does the same thing. I would think so. With a far less smell and probably... But then you don't get the neck grease less, on the back. Less salmonella, I would think. Well, it's cured meat, so it should oh, yeah, be, it should be okay. That's yeah, true. it should be all right. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm not even sure how to overrate or underrate. I'm just saying that, that <laughs> it's got to be overrated, right? Because that sounds... 
freaking gross. And he also <laughs> supposedly got that trick from Wes Montgomery. So. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, that's 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 it's legend. But I it's legend with Wes. I've seen photos of Neil's salami tray, and he's talked about it publicly before. So, yeah. That's that's a first for me. I had no idea. Well. Maybe I should try it before I knock it. I was gonna say, <laughs> don't knock it until you tried it, right? <laughs> we should have Emily's face right there. On, <laughs> that should have been on camera. That was, a, that was an excellent reaction. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be your face too. That's why I had to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the salami tray. And for those, come <laughs> on, get out of the chair. So. <laughs> My thought was salami trick was going to be like the a cucumber thing from Spinal Tap. Oh, I'm yeah, glad, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't. I am glad it wasn't. However, that's nasty, man. Because the, even if it's curry beet, even if it's not salmonella, that's still spoilable food. I've seen moldy sausage. <laughs> also a great band name idea. So from what I understand, to, 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 to swing it back to the practical, from what I understand, uh, the fast fret stuff is just linseed oil. Yeah. So... For viewers at home, I love fast it's just fred. linseed oil. Just oh. use linseed oil. So fast fret. Fast fret. Overrated, under, underrated. Uh, underrated. I like I, it. I would agree. It's just, it makes the strings feel better longer. It makes them last longer too, yeah, I think. I think so too, yeah. All right, well, that was nasty. I'm sorry you didn't see my face, but <laughs> just know it was something like, <laughs> yeah, that was close to it, but it was a little more genuine. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I'm, I, now I'm smiling and laughing, but that was nasty. Okay. We need a palate cleanser, Joe. Let's do it. Pineapples on pizza. Oh, overrated uh, or underrated? Overrated. I, I think it's, uh, I said it earlier, pineapples on pizza, abomination. Abomination. <laughs> uh, ham. Great. Pineapple. Great. Sweet and savory, though. Not together. <laughs> Sweet and savory. Uh, I don't. I don't like pineapple uh, Hawaiian right, so pizza. What? So my, my wife loves Hawaiian pizza. So you can imagine that oh, well, on no. pizza night, there's there's some discussion. So what is your favorite topic? Um, okay, this is gonna sound weird because uh, oh, I'm a traditionalist. Pizzas, so. I'm a tradition. I, I just love. I love a good pepperoni pizza. Okay. Um, especially when the, the pepperoni gets sliced and kind of crispy on the, oh, on the I know. edge. Those oh, ones yeah. Those are pretty good. Um, but there's a pizza place in town called The Pie in, in my hometown. Okay. And they have a pizza. Um, and don't hold this against me because it sounds terrible. But it's a, a chicken ranch pizza. But I don't I don't like ranch at all. But on this pizza, it is amazing. So that's I've... chicken ranch with, with artichoke hearts. Oh, nice. baby. That is. Yeah, I have something similar to this kind of weird. I've had... Uh, Pickles and ranch pizza. And I don't really like ranch, but it was damn good. Uh, so pickles too? Pickles Interesting. and ranch pizza. It was pretty good. I would, I would eat that. I never would have thought of it either, but I, yes, I did. I saw it on the menu and I was like, yes, I'm going to try that once. And yes, it was pretty good. So the, the, the pie also has a, a, a buffalo ranch pizza that is good too. Nice. So, and that's another combination I would never have thought on a pizza. So I normally I don't, I don't like the like exotic pizza things. I'm a tr traditionalist, but the pie does it right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, Joe just stole every question that Blake asked on his podcast. So you heard it here first. Feuding. Big feud. Big fist fight off stage right now. Off stage. So my overrated, underrated is um, Mulder and Scully dating on the X Files. Like shipping that as a couple. I, I, I think that's overrated because. Uh, you know, I, I was a, a huge X-Files fan 
early on and it, it kind of got to the point where I was tired of it. And it, it felt very much to me like a, a, a ploy. Um, I don't know, I, 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 I like the idea of not just Mulder and Scully, but um, like a, like a law, law and Order. I can't remember who it was, but uh, you know, real platonic, healthy yeah. relationship. SVU, Christopher Maloney and Mariska Hargitay's yeah, yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Olivia Benson and Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's lacking in shows. You don't have to ship everything. Like, sometimes you can have that friend dynamic. Sometimes you can have that mentor-mentee dynamic without it being romantic. Yep, One of my I favorite agree. things that 30 Rock did was there was an episode that was like a Valentine's Day episode or something. And instead of being like romantic between Jack and Liz, uh, it was like... I, I should have made the show with you and they come together it's like the yeah, whole like yeah. it's the whole thing but it was just like a, a joke about that but it's, it's too much 30 Rock was great though too because even you know I, I loved uh, this is to sound terrible but I loved Liz's dysfunctional relationship with her boyfriend well 30 Rock was great just for just because it was freaking funny but I also liked the, the weird dynamic of, of Liz being a, a, a professional um, a, a, a quasi put together woman yeah. that still had a blind spot when it came to her boyfriend. Her Absolutely. boyfriend was 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 dumb, dumb, horrible. Dennis. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah I, th I, I thought they treated the, the the male female dynamic in that show really really well. Yeah. Uh, even though it was an uh, absurd show, they treated some of that stuff realistically, which is good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Dennis quote was, "Technology is cyclical." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we can get one more from Blake. If Blake is interested in doing one more. I know all your questions were stolen. I know. Can you I do one more? I can do one more. One more. All right. One more cue, and then we gotta go. Okay. <laughs> so Dunlop was only gonna give you four minutes, but they didn't. I didn't ask them yet, so I think we can get more time. So your, so, Hawaiian, your Hawaiian pizza question got uh, stolen from The whole you. thing got jacked. I don't understand <laughs> what's happening, Joe. Ugh. I'm, I'm, this is my one thing that I have. This she's, is the one she's thing. She's jumping your train. I have a career built upon this. I have to feed my family based upon <laughs> this one question. And she swoops in and steals it with no consideration. But I'm going to ask you something else. Okay. Ready? I could go a couple different ways with this, but I'm going to go more guitar. Again, to see if we're on the same page. Wah pedals. Overrated or underrated? Well, right now... They're underrated. Um, oh. They, they kind of fell out of fashion for a while, but I think they're cool. I love okay. wall pedals. I think they're very cool when someone else uses them. <laughs> when I use them, I can't make anything that resembles anything that I would want to hear for whatever reason. It's so just a, a, lot, a lot of guys use them kind of, uh, they do the typical waka 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 mm -hmm. thing. That, that That's overrated. Okay. Um, um, I like to use them as a, an accent. Um, especially on solo stuff, mm -hmm. you know, you know, make a note poke out. Uh, also, an, an underrated, very underrated use of the wah is to find feedback. I mean, you, oh. you could you can sweep through until you find that sweet spot, and all of a sudden you start feeding back. That's so true. It's like a a, a manual uh, a manual. I was going to say out. that's what I use the freak out. Yeah. For. All right. Cool. But, but so yeah, right right now they're unpopular, but I still love mine. All right, underrated. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm. I would go. I would say they're properly rated. I just can't use them, but maybe I need to try that trick. I have a Jimi Hendrix wall laying around somewhere. It's, it's, it's almost like all, all your ills are, uh, uh, are solved uh, uh, what's by happening? volume. Oh no, what's happening? Oh, look who's oh here. no, what's happening? Oh no, what's happening? What, what you doing? We're, we're doing underrated, overrated, and we are just talking about wall pedals. Mm -hmm. Wall pedals? You are both. I am underrated and overrated. You were underrated for a while. 
and now you have a chance to be overrated again. I like you it. You were never. This guy builds ridiculous things, you know. What I mean? I, well, that's it's right there. We've seen him. Ridiculous yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not anything that's not brilliant. And I'm not saying that because he's paying me. Please pay me. But I mean, <laughs> as he gently touches the. Yeah, he cr caressed my. By the way, this is, this is going to cost you some money. How much? We'll talk about that later. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's underrated and overrated? So we're talking about was. In your opinion, was underrated or overrated? In general. Yep. Yes. Overrated. Overrated. And, and why that? is that? Kind of. Fun, but takes up too much space and you're in one position on the stage, can't really... And, and, and Kirk Hammett. Go Sonic. Sonic. Uh, limited, depending on the style. I don't know. It's just... It's, I love playing it. I love the cocked one. I said cocked. Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry. I think you said fuck earlier. I did say. I, yeah, I swore a couple times. You're good. Yeah. Um, these kids. I can't be around these kids. Um, I'll leave it with meows later. I, I, <laughs> I love a cocked bar sound, but I'd probably rather have some kind of EQ that you step on and you really get sure. it in the right position. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm with you. I like it. I like playing them. It, it's fun. Did a huge wah shootout. I was talking to a guy yesterday who was discussing the, the very same thing with the whammy, the, mm -hmm. the phys physicality yes. of using the wah or physicality mm -hmm. using the whammy. Uh, there's something to it. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to grab that thing, you want to be able to be all in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that. The whammy I can actually, I can utilize. Like for whatever reason, it's just the wah, like I'm just like, as soon as it's like wah, I'm like, so what? Stop it! I don't know what I'm doing with well, it. Well, try, try to use it like I said. Try to use yeah. it to, to grab some feedback because it's a cool tool. That envelope way. filter. I probably would rather have a good envelope filter that I can control rather than a wah because then I don't have to concentrate on what I'm doing here. And I'm just did a really complex envelope filter, and it actually had for the typical envelope, other than the other shit that it did, um, very responsive. But I had Q, frequency, depth, all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. then I could really dial in exactly what I wanted from it. And that's fun. And then it, and it's on or off whenever you need it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. with you. Right. Emily, you've got one more? No, I'm just going to cue us out. Okay. Thanks so much for watching. Please, again, check out the affiliate links in the video description. Thank you again to Sweetwater. Thanks to Tom. It's a hinning. Thanks to Blake. <laughs> <laughs> They're already out there. Thanks for watching. You look great today. Thanks for understanding. My name is Emily. Goodbye. Oh, and I'm Tom. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm Emily. Am I, am I Emily? I, whatever you want to be, man. I want to be Emily. Hello. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Well, I hope you had as much fun listening to that as we did making that little video. As I mentioned, it's on YouTube as well. If you'd like to see some reactions, I'm sorry, my face uh, wasn't captured when Blake started talking about the salami trick. I maintain that is disgusting, just absolutely vile. I hope that's not real. Um, Y'all don't... Don't put foodstuffs on your guitar, guys. Like, just don't do it. That's nasty. That's so nasty. Sausage can mold. I don't know if grease can mold. I don't care. That's nasty. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Well, 
Once again, I want to shout out the Patreon. Thank you to everyone who supports us over there. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash get offset merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And if you feel so inclined, if you're enjoying it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Um, also, please hit up the YouTube channel. Have some great videos queued up for that. And I, I'm sure I'm going to have a lot more uh, from 42 Gear Street to share with y'all. So thank you for listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. Goodbye. Three.